0: whoa now whoa now whoa now whoa whoa whoa, now hello everyone welcome to another episode of whoa now the podcast bringing you candid conversations relevant to the masses yes i i added some flair in there i hope you liked it i want to start this episode with a thought-provoking question for you Are you a dreamer? I don't mean this in a federal sense, like what the United States government calls DACA recipients. I also don't mean the group of Dreamville artists that felt the need to get revenge not once, not twice, but three times. But no. I mean dreamers, as in those who have goals and aspirations that somehow tiptoe into their brains at least once a day. Some of those dreams can be wild, crazy, seemingly impossible to some. But those doubters and disbelievers never stop you from holding on to those dreams extra tight. Today's episode will be exploring the three signs that alerted me I was a dreamer and there's only one way to do it. You already know. You already know. You already know. Let's take a deep dive. The first tendency that made me wonder whether I was a dreamer is my luxurious late night explorations. Allow me to explain. In the wee hours of the night, when not a creature is stirring, except Twitch streamers, online shoppers, and insomniacs, I somehow feel... This is the prime time to begin planning dream vacations a year in advance. I typically start by doing some research on the safest safest places for Black women to travel, cheapest destination vacations, where can I stay and have easy access to other countries by train or cheap flight, you know, just fiscally responsible searches. And all of that is eventually thrown out of the window and I began browsing flights to Santorini and stays in Johannesburg, completely out of my means, like completely. Here's how limitless my brain is. And I just want you to prepare for this. I have 40 albums on Airbnb for trips. Yeah, that was, yeah, I quivered just a little bit. I've only gone on one using Airbnb. Only one trip. My brain literally is like, follow your heart. Your brain doesn't know what it's talking about. So, though some may see this as pointless and personally cruel, which I can understand your point of view, I find pleasure in it simply because I am reminded of how beautiful my dreams are. Colombia, Spain, Budapest. Dubai, (sighs) Dubai. I'll break for a moment to tell you this story. So before COVID rocked all of our worlds, I was scheduled to do engineering research for a month in Dubai. It would have been my first official trip out of the country and I was going to be there around my birthday. My cohort, which was mostly, no, it was completely composed of women, which would have been very, very unique and interesting in such a conservative space like the Middle East. It was just supposed to be great. And I feel like I haven't given it much thought that it didn't happen. Because in some ways it felt too good to be true. And not to get too deep into this, but though I had magical accounts from friends who had gone through this program and had this experience, somehow, for some reason, I couldn't fully see that happening to me, even before the pandemic. So going back to exploring these places, I'm just reminded that no matter where I am right now, where my finances are right now, what the world is looking like right now, at some point, I'll be able to turn those pictures on a screen into real life views. And I can't wait for that time to come. The second tendency that steers me to believe that I am a dreamer is my exacerbated wishful thinking. I can only reference this potentially beginning in the last couple of years, but I've likely been doing it for much longer than that. And basically this practice is me in my room alone creating fictional hypothetical situations that I could potentially find myself in if certain variables aligned in very specific ways, which is why it's a dream. So one of the examples that is popping into my head right now, simply because it's happened so frequently over these past maybe couple of weeks, is about myself and my friend Peyton. Shout out to Peyton. And we have recently been brainstorming a web series idea. So that's kind of been top of mind. It's been just all throughout my thoughts all the time. And so the idea that's been coming from that is Peyton and I co-writing and directing a web series that blows up and becomes super big, similar to the success that came of Issa Rae's the misadventures it- of an awkward black girl and then we would appear on abc nbc nightly news and of course somewhere within the framework of mtv we'd have a candid photo shoot interview with vogue and urban outfitters just because we somehow fit into their demographic the breakfast club and sway in the morning would want to interview us and Given that Peyton and I are literally, literally, literally soul sisters, we'd likely finish each other's sentences. I just picture all of this happening in my brain, and we'd receive praise and affirmations from our favorite celebrities like Sir Anderson Pack and Davy Diggs. If that was complicated to you, you're absolutely right. That was an entire mental gymnastics that I took the time to critically digest and deliver to you in a semi-palatable way. You're welcome. And I'm not alone in this activity. I've spoken to someone about this, shout out to Jamal, and we both talked about how we do this. I think that mine originates from being a natural born only child. Growing up, I talked to myself a lot, and I still do. Honestly, just like this right now. I'm talking to me, but you're listening to it, so hey to me and you. But eventually, that solo conversation evolved into verbalizing and imagining my dreams with myself. I actually find it super comforting, and I'm reminded that I still have an imagination, and you guessed it, Dreams. Now, on to my third and final tendency that aligns with dreamers. And it is my consistent awareness that this too shall pass. I find myself to be an external optimist, though internally I tend to be pretty anxious but I feel like the optimism often overpowers the anxiety and leaves me with excess optimism. For me, it doesn't take very much in order to give me hope that there's a better future ahead. Honestly, eating ice cream alone in my car the other day gave me a semblance of hope. Now, of course, though very minuscule activities like that probably seem too small to matter but when the world seems like it's falling apart it's the little things that keep hope alive just like amanda seals in her pockets of joy we need every reminder possible that there are good things left to enjoy in life and here's a note for you be reminded that the storm will pass and no matter where we are right now, there should always be hope for a brighter tomorrow. Now I hope that episode did not make you cry too much. I hope that you had some tissues if you were crying a little bit. But initially this episode had an alternate ending and I recorded it before the passing of someone who was a part of a community, two communities actually, that I share. Of course both the black community and the Howard University community. Um, I dedicate this episode to Chadwick Bozeman, someone who had dreams that were founded and invested in at Howard University. I'm I'm so grateful for having the privilege to go to a school that inspires me all the time. I would have never thought that college, attending college, being in DC, would be one of my greatest inspirations. And so I thank my community. I thank my friends and my family and to you all. I hope that you never stop dreaming. I hope that you continue to inspire one another and hope that you continue to believe that life is a journey, not a destination, and that you live accordingly. Talk to you all soon. Bye.